Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. Come upon our hearts and then now will now bring forth a great harvest of the fruit of the spirit inside the church. It's just like in the natural. You know, all farmers know this. You know, in Israel, they have two seasons. You know, you have one rain, that's what we call the former rain, is light. It's just to soften the earth so you can put the seed inside. Then there are months of dryness. Then before the harvest, a few months before the harvest, then the heavy rains will come. Those heavy rains now will ripen and mature the seed that is inside the earth. So that at the end of the rain, they can now harvest. So it is spiritually. We have already received the seed of the new birth and baptism of the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about love and all of that. We've been planting the seed, we've been watering. God now wants a deluge of the rain of righteousness in great measure that will now bring forth a mighty harvest of righteousness. Look at Joel. Am I talking to anybody here? Oh, glory be to God. Joel. Who? Where in the world are we? Yeah. Let me. Oh. Let me. Let me just read it as I have it here. To ripen the seed of God's word. That has been planted in the human soul. Notice I didn't say spirit. The mind, the will, and the emotions. And the body. That's where the problem is. The word of God has been planted there. To bring forth a harvest of saints. Perfecting the love of God. A glorious church. Not having spot, blemish, wrinkle, or any such thing. According to Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26 and 27. <clears throat> where it tells us, you know, that he might cleanse it by the washing of the water of the word. That he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot, blemish, wrinkle, or any such thing, by the consistent, and I put that consistent in capitals, application of the word, of the blood rather, the word and the spirit daily, <clears throat> every six hours, and as often as led by the spirit, watch this, to remove spots, blemishes, wrinkles, and any such thing, watch this as instantly as they show up. You see, that's what, the perfect church is not made of everybody perfect. No. The leadership. Then there's a foolish submitter that's following them. But because of the blood of Jesus and the life of God, that is flowing in such great measure from that leadership, and the followership are receiving it because their hearts are totally opened, you know, what happens is that whenever spots come and they do come, you know, this guy make a mistake, immediately it's cleansed. Instantly. Wrinkles. Immediately. So whenever you look at the church, you won't see any spot, blemish, or wrinkle. That's the practical. There's a great revelation God gave me. That's the reality. It's going to be, that's why he describes it like that in, in Psalm 133. It is like, the thing is flowing from the top. And what's coming from the top is going around the whole body. The wrinkles are, you know, the people are not totally perfect like Peter, James, and John. But whatever their imperfections are, you know what Jesus told Peter? He said, I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. Hello, somebody. 
So the, the, the life of God, the blood of Jesus, is constantly cleansing. It's constantly removing. So when you look at it, you won't see any spot. If the spot occurs, instantly it's dealt with. These are not the kind of people who will hold grudge for 20 years. Or for two weeks. Or for five minutes. Immediately they'll say, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Blood cleanses it. So if you look at them, you won't see the spots. It doesn't, the spots, the blemishes, the wrinkles, they never last. So when you're looking at it, you always see a glorious church. Having no spot, blemish, or wrinkle. Practically, that's how it's going to happen. Am I talking to anybody here? Glory be to God. Woo! Hallelujah. Fulfilling Joel chapter 2 verse 23. Now, let's go there. We're going to be closing soon. Hello? We need this prophetic teachings. This is what Jesus did with the disciples. Between the resurrection and the ascension, this is what he did in preparing them for the imminent feast of Pentecost. I, yet not I, but the grace of God that is with me, I'm doing the same thing. I'm giving you these prophetic teachings between now and the Feast of Tabernacles for the imminent outpouring of the Spirit without measure. It's going to be a very serious matter. People don't understand. Some people don't even believe what we're talking about. It was just like in the days of Noah. Noah was building the ark. He finished the ark. Then he began to say, okay, let all the animals come in. And he began to beg his friends and his neighbors and other people around him. Ah, please come inside. He said, oh, we are, has there ever been rain on the earth? There's something wrong with you. You know, will it ever be? You know, they didn't listen to him. I think it was Kenneth Copeland that I heard say this. This is Father Revelation. You know, you know what he said? This was years ago. I heard him say this. He said that if they had listened to Noah, there would not have been one ark. There would have been many arks. All the families would have built arks. And each man and his wife and his children would be in their own ark. So when the flood came, it wouldn't have been one ark. It would have been many arks that would have been raised up. The same thing is true now. All these things we're preaching... You know, they're not exclusive to Ulubi Johnson. They're not exclusive to Scripture Pastor. Anybody can go to the internet now, pick it up and start doing, build your own ark. So when the rain comes, instead of drowning you, it will raise you up. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Are you listening to me? Joel chapter 2. Hello? I didn't hear you. What in the world is wrong with you this afternoon? Hello, I shall know if it's some silly canal thing now, you'll be excited. These are the things that are determining your destiny. Be glad then. This is verse 23. Be glad then, ye children of Zion. Notice this is addressed to Zion, it's not even addressed to Jerusalem. Not addressed to Israel. It's addressed to the perfect church, the bride of Christ. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately. That is the spirit with measure. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues, the gifts of the Spirit. It was moderate. He said, 
and he will cause. That's future. That's prophetic. That's what we're expecting now. He will cause to come down for you the rain. Watch this. The former and the latter rain in the first month. The word month is in italics because it's not there in the original Hebrew. What it means, he, like he did it at first. That's the correct understanding. And what it means that it's going to be exactly like it was in the ministry of Jesus. Jesus had the spirit without measure. So uh, like he did it at first, he's going to do it again now. He's going to give us the former and the latter rain together, which is a spirit without measure. Are you listening to me? Now, it is directed to children of Zion. So he said, rejoice. And then he tells us the consequence, the overflow, the, the, the result of this great outpouring. Look at the harvest. The floors will be full of wheat. The fats will overflow with wine and oil. That is anointing and revelation, healing, deliverance, all kinds of wonderful things. And I will restore. I didn't hear you. Oh, I didn't hear you. You should be screaming and shouting. And I will restore the years the locust has eaten. The canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm, my great army which I send among you. You are going to gain back years of waste. Years. You'll be able to get them back quickly. Glory be to God. Spiritual growth will accelerate. Mm. And you shall eat in plenty. If he's talking to you, give me a wave offering. Don't your neighbor say, I will eat in plenty. And he's not talking about food. He's talking about revelation. And you shall eat in plenty. And be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God. Who has dealt wondrously with you. I like that word, wondrously. It means there will be so many signs and wonders. And my people shall never be ashamed. If you look in some of the other translations, it says, and they shall never again be ashamed. New International Version, never again. It means we've been ashamed before. We've tried to raise the dead, they didn't get up. We've tried to pray for this, it didn't happen. You know, but that will never happen again. My people will never be ashamed with this outpouring that is coming. We will never be ashamed again. And he repeats it twice. The Holy Spirit through the prophet Joel. Joel. Look at the next verse. And you shall know. You will not think. Oh, you will not believe. You will know. Why? By manifestation. And you shall know. I didn't hear you. That I am. In the midst of Israel. I am. The Lord your God. And none else. And my people shall never be ashamed again. Give the Lord a super clap offering. Ah! Don't tell everybody, I'm not going to miss this part to you. This one, I'm not going to miss it. I'm not going to miss it. Don't tell everybody, stay in the upper room. Don't go and buy biscuits. <laughs> I often, you know, it's one of the things that has marveled me over the years. Jesus told over 600 after his resurrection. It's written in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 
over 500. They, sh- they, they didn't tell them who. You know, he appeared firstly, he appeared to John and Peter. You know, then he appeared to the 12. But he didn't stop there. He appeared, he was teaching them for 40 days, Pastor G. So he appeared to over 500 brethren. The, 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 the stubbornness and the rebellion of the sin nature in the carnal mind still continues to amaze me. The heart of man is deceitful above all things. And what else do you want? The resurrected Christ was appearing to them over a 40-day period. And they saw him. And he told all the 500, over 500, 600, wait in Jerusalem until you be endued. You know, they didn't listen. Only 380. I have a new oxen. Five yoke of oxen. I've married a wife. I've bought a piece of land. They say with one accord, they began to make excuse. So when the day of Pentecost came, they were not there. That, by the grace and the mercy of God, will not happen to you. That's why I'm teaching what I'm preaching. That's why I told you. I said, what you've done is great. God is, I said, it's God who led you. It's because you didn't know it was Feast of Tabernacles. I said, God came to all these ministers. I said, he came to prepare them. And I told them. I said, if you will start. I said, God does not demand immediate perfection. What he demands is immediate commitment and practice. The last session, I did a practical session. I showed them how the life of God flows. And I gave them some sample prayers. The, 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 the you know. Uh, submission to the will of God, you know, keeping yourself humble, spirit of wisdom and revelation and love. I just, because I, there wasn't time to do all the others. I, and I told them all the books. I said, go and get it. I said, start practicing it. The glory is coming. But only to those who are in the upper room. Who are practicing. Not perfect, but practicing. But practicing. You know the good news? Not only. This is great Pastor G. Will, we will have all of that. You know. Oil. Wine. Wheat. Great harvest. Blessing. As all in Zion. But there will be an overflow to the world. Who are not in Zion. Who are not even Christians. And that is the next verse in verse 28. And I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Watch this. We will get the spirit without measure. All flesh will continue to get the spirit with measure. Get them born again. Bring them in. Do the discipleship. And then to now get in the spirit without measure. Give the Lord a clap offering. Only the wisdom of God. The depths of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. Look at the next thing. They shall not be ashamed. Verse 28. And it shall come to pass. Everybody scream afterward. After Zion has got the former and the latter rain. Then afterward. Now I know Peter quoted this on the day of Pentecost. But by the Holy Spirit he didn't use afterward. He said in the last days. 
Why? Because the Holy Spirit knew that the last days had begun. And the beginning of the last days was announced by Pentecost. But is going to be closed by tabernacles. Oh, So when Peter quoted it, he quoted it as, It shall come to pass in the last days. But the original prophetic word that was given to Joel is afterward. After Zion has received the former and latter rain, the spirit without measure, then I will now take out of that and pour my spirit. It's like when you have a cup or a container in a house. You put water, it gets full. Then you keep pouring it. Then it starts overflowing. So all the things around it. Imagine having a cup or a tumbler or something in your kitchen. You fill it and then you keep pouring the water. You don't stop. You know, what's going to happen is that everything around it will not get as much water as inside the cup. But it will start spilling around. So everything around it will start getting water. That's what's going to happen. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Uh, he didn't say all Christians. Your, 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 your children, your, uh, your in-laws, your uh, relatives, the people in your workplace, you know, all flesh. <sighs> Revival is coming on. Pastor Roda, Reva. this is what is meant. Upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. The Spirit of God will come upon them. They don't believe me. Unbeliever. Not yet born again. But the influence of the Spirit of God will come upon them. Like Saul. You know in the Old Testament they weren't born again. But the Spirit of God came upon Saul and he prophesied. And they will prophesy. Watch this. And your old men will dream dreams. And the young men will see visions. Do you know? Do you know that Cornelius saw a vision before he was born again? He saw a vision before he was born again. He saw a vision before he was born again. It's not just going to be restricted to people who are born again. It is the, it is the, watch this. It is the prophesying, the visions, the dreams that's going to bring them in. Because it will not be man that told them. It will be God. And when they come in, they will come with a zeal that you have never seen before. Everything they are told they will do. Because God would have spoken to them. By prophecy, by dream, by vision. And watch this. It's universal. It doesn't leave any group out. Sons and daughters, old men, young men, and women. So the entire spectrum of humanity, from the youth to the old, will be affected by the Spirit of God that is coming. Give the Lord a clap offering. Oh! That's this reign. That's why God is reigning now. So that this thing will come to Zion. Then from Zion, it will overflow. Then will come to pass, I have it written here, that which is written in the prophets. Psalm 14 verse 7. Oh, that the salvation of Israel will come out. Give it to me. Psalm 14. That's it. 
Everybody's screaming. Oh! Uh, stand to your feet, everybody. We're going to close soon. Oh! I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. That the salvation of Israel, which is the rest of the church, will come out of Zion. What is coming out of Zion will save the rest of the church. See, a lot of people are not listening to us now. But when the visions and the dreams and all of that start happening and the outpouring of the Spirit, people who have been arguing with you before, you know, will drop all their arguments. Like Ken, uh, it was a uh, Derek Prince that says that a, a man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with an argument. See, like, like the blind man told them. They said, whether it be a sinner or not, I know not. But one thing I know, I was blind, but now I see. And if this man were not of God, he could do nothing. That's going to happen. It's going to be multiplied in a million places. Ten million places all over the world. The outpouring of the spirit. You won't be able to tell. There's no intellectual argument about religion. You know, your father believed it. The guy said, I don't know. But this one, I know. The glory is coming. Now let me tell you the downside. The glory doesn't like sin. Ask Ananias and Sapphira. Ananias and Sapphira were killed by God. They're not killed by the devil. You know, God doesn't kill. You haven't read your Bible properly. Who killed Nabal? That's the husband of Abigail. The Bible says, and the Lord smote him. The glory is coming. That's why God is having us clean up now. Let's brethren clean up. You know what Paul told the Corinthians? He said, he said, for those who have not repented, he said, when I come, <laughs> he said, I, you, you know, I will come with a rod. You know? He said, of those who have not repented, he said, you know, clean up yourself. I don't want to. I don't want to do anything terrible. But behave yourself. You people, I've afraid to come to church in those days. If you're an adultery, you won't come to church, who? Ah, they will single you. <laughs> they asked Ananas and Sapphira, ah, did you sell the land for so much? They lied. The husband lied. It wasn't Peter that killed him. Stop blaming Peter. It was the Holy Ghost. It was just revealed to Peter. Then the wife came in. You know, she, if she, had, she was honest, she could have saved herself. I don't know if they had children or not. Maybe looked after their children. But she, she told a lie. She said, yes, for someone. He said, why that Satan entered thy heart? Born again, spirit-filled Christian. Can Satan enter your heart? He can't enter your spirit, but he can enter your mind. He can enter your will. He can enter your emotions. Why has Satan entered thy heart that thou shouldest lie to the Holy Ghost? Behold, the feet of them that took your husband to go and bury him there. You know, if it's today, say, ah, the man didn't walk in love. We don't know what love is. Yes, if that thing happened in a church today, people will, most people will criticize Peter. In fact, they'll go and call the police and say, this man killed, you know, the Ananas and Zavara, my uncle and my auntie. God will not make them your uncle and auntie. But I'm just giving it, you know, Yes, you know, if it's today, oh, this man, you know, he killed them. Peter didn't touch them, he just spoke. 
is coming. With the glory is coming this. That's why I'm begging you, clean up. Unforgiveness, envy, covetousness, rebellion, pride, all, especially the inner ones that people can't see, clean up. I deliberately got you to stand. I'm going to close in a minute. It's deliberate. Of course, not for the elderly or the infirm. I mean, if you're sick and all that kind of thing. Now, how is this thing going to happen? I've already said most of it. So, I'm going to close. You need to break up your fallow ground. Let's go back to Hosea 10. Break up. Break up. You've sought yourself in righteousness. What does that mean? Judge yourself. Judge yourself. Break up your fallow ground. That's your heart. It's talking about the mind, the will, the emotions. You know, all that hardness of heart, all that stubbornness. Break it up. Say, I judge myself. I taught us that some weeks ago. You know, I condemn my wicked actions and attitudes up to now. I crucify the sin nature in my soul and body that caused them. I receive mercy unto eternal life to soften my heart, to enable me to repent and to be faithful, receiving wisdom and instruction, and so have victory over judgment. It's a complete package of confession, epignosis. You know, you, you break that heart, you break that fallow ground, that stubbornness, break it up. You know what? You sow, you will sow in righteousness, you will reap in mercy. That's what that scripture, confession I just told you. The now rain that is coming from heaven, that's coming from, from God through the leadership that comes upon you, will enable you to do righteousness. I've said it already, so I'll just finish it now. You, it will rain right standing by removing, by the blood of Jesus, then it will rain right doing by giving you the life of God so that you can keep the word in your mouth and in your heart that thou mayest do it. So when you're faced with immorality, you say, I love righteousness and hate sin. You mutter it to yourself. When you're faced with impatience, I am patient and I am kind. When you want to talk too much, you say, I'm, I'm swift to hear. I'm slow to speak and I'm swift to, I'm slow to wrath. You know, the, 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 that's why you have to be full of the word. So whatever situation you are faced with, the word of God that is relevant to that particular circumstance and situation will rise up in your heart and then you will say it. Not shout, but just mutter. There will be people around you who won't even know what you are doing. And you will be effective because your heart is full of life and power. So when those word, that word comes out, it will be effective. It will go into the, the power of that word. will go into the mind, the will, the emotions, and into the physical body. And you will find that you are a doer. You're able to overcome those things. When it's sickness, you know, at my age now, not just my age, but, you know, sometimes I have a headache or something will come against me. You know, I, I get up in the morning and I start to feel one funny thing in my something. I've learned now. The first thing that comes out of my that by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. I put my hand on that place. I say, you're healed in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And it disappears. I'm telling you the truth. 
So whether it's healing, whether it's deliverance, whether it's prosperity, whether it's character, whether it's whatever it is, the relevant word of God, this book of the law will not depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate in it, what? Day and night that you will observe to do according to all all that is written therein, you know, for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. I'm done. Let's, let's pray. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.